behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Minnesota sports fans, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Taxi Squad. Today's episode will be dedicated to the Minnesota Vikings. Oh. So this is a special hello to Minnesota Vikings fans because, again, this is going to be strictly about the Vikings because there's a ton to get into with them. Kirk Cousins, a little bit of news there. Daniil Hunter is not at camp. Interesting. Dalvin Cook finally released. So there's just a ton to talk about. But before we get into all of that, I have to introduce the band, the guys, the usual cast. The voice you hear is Artis Woods. I'm joined by AJ Fredrickson and Jason Stormer. Guys, how you doing? How you feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good on a Wednesday night. Uh, having an exciting week. Uh, signed a new uh, lease on an apartment uh, starting next month. That's always exciting. And it's like my first ever place to myself. First time I'm never having a roommate of any capacity, family member, friend, or anything. And I'm just like, wow, like... 29 years of existence on planet Earth, and this is the first time ever. Just like, I have all this space to myself. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to decorate. I need to buy a sofa. I've got a bunch of Star Wars Legos i I got to figure out places for. I think I'm going to get some fishing line and hang my Millennium Falcon on my ceiling. Does that sound kind of cool, guys? What do you think? Or too nerdy. Too too nerdy. That sounds like like an insane bachelor pad. You should have no problem yeah. getting Lots of ladies that. coming Fine. over yeah. there. Uh, yeah no no dude that's awesome congratulations that's uh that's big news um Mm -hmm. that trumps my news for the week which is nothing because nothing has changed in my life um actually no small change i'm a pickleball guy now i'm I'm a pickleball guy now um fun game yeah yeah yeah. i mean i think i fit the profile too you know (laughs) kind of unathletic white guy so you know that's that seems right up my alley uh but no it's you know that's i tried it out we're all good to go but Let's get to the let's get to the meat and potatoes. Oh. Minnesota Vikings minicamp is off and underway. It's back and better than ever. The NFL never stops. It's the machine that keeps on cooking along. And we've got big news, Jason. What did I tell you last week? What did oh, I tell you last week? The greatest wide receiver remember. in the league would not miss a day because he's oh. dedicated. He bleeds purple and gold. <laughs> Mr. Justin Jefferson, Mr. One Year Left on his deal is back. He didn't, he he was booked to the brim with endorsement deals, commercial shoots, PR. He's out there shaking hands, kissing babies. You know why? Because he's he's a gift from the football gods and Justin Jefferson (laughs) loves the Minnesota Vikings. He was never going to miss a day. He doesn't have a bad, bad bone in his body. He loves this team. He will, he will break those bad bones if needed. If this team needs him to, he, he is all in, uh, didn't, he didn't miss a day. I think no surprise there. Why would he show up to optional stuff being the best wide receiver in football? Uh, but I think that also not to keep, piling on you not that you would like not that you really took a stance <laughs> but it's just you know we, we, had, we had a back it's and okay forth about I said it too, by the way i, I said it yeah, too no you, way he's missing no did. way um yes but uh no i i think i think most vikings fans weren't necessarily super concerned with it but there were a handful i'm sure that were dreading that first day of camp like oh where's he is he gonna show up he's not gonna be here he's fine everybody's good it's fine, right? Relax, deep breath. They're going to they're going to extend him. Everything's going to work out great. He loves the team. He didn't miss camp at all. He's fine. He's not Stefan Diggs stepping out, 
oh, I mean, I know he showed up what today, yesterday. Yeah, yes. he, he is back now. But he but, but he missed the first day. He sent a little bit of a message, which is wild considering like Josh Allen is your quarterback and he's throwing you the ball eighty percent of the time. Like, what, yep. what are you? What do you have to complain about? Uh, but no, <laughs> Justin Jefferson is here. He's back and uh, football is officially back. So. Yes, you classify. Yeah, you classified me perfectly. I was definitely one of those Vikings fans who was just just nervous about any potential of him holding out. And I think just because of the numbers that have been thrown out there, these Aaron Donald 30, 31 million dollar per year deal. It's just like, man, like you you just think that it's just like, man, that's got to be a lot to negotiate. And so, yeah, I I, I got I became a worry ward. I was worried potentially. Oh, maybe JJ might not show up. And we we really didn't know. I mean, Doogie did a scoop with Declan and Judd, and I think Phil might have been on that one too. And even the day of that morning of that JJ showed up to camp, even Doogie didn't know if he was going to be there or not. And yeah, he totally answered all the questions, doing endorsement deals, making that money before you make the money. Go ahead and do that, man. And he's already making one-handed catches, guys. We've been posting them all over our TikToks or social medias. He's going out there and just balling as if like the money's already been signed and guaranteed. It's just absolutely awesome to have him be there. I'm sure that's just a huge morale boost for everybody there too. Just because I'm, I'm sure he was like texting and talking with teammates, like letting them know like, hey, you know what? I'm going to be in, you know, so-and-so city for a little bit, but don't worry. I'll, I'll be there for camp. I'm sure he was keeping like a lot of the players in the loop and everything, but I'm sure like I was listening to KOC's press conference yesterday and even he just kind of grinned and just lit up just talking about JJ being back. So even if like, yes. It was probably a 99% certainty that he was going to show up there no matter what the contract was going to be. I'm sure just him being there and his teammates seeing there, him, him being there and the media seeing him there, I'm sure it just did feel like a little bit of weight was lifted off like just any like nervousness for a lot of fans. And yeah, it shows his testament as a teammate. Obviously, like, you know, the money will figure itself out. He has work to do. And he has obligations to its team. And that is just the definitive trait that you want to see out of a leader. And yeah, I mean, we're seeing more drama with Stefan Diggs. And I mean, there's drama with wide receivers every year in the NFL. But it is really also reassuring to see Justin Jefferson go out there and take care of business as if really nothing's going on. He's just out here to play football, out here to get better, where, you know, wide receivers to a degree have somewhat developed a reputation of maybe, you know, putting up a stink when they're trying to negotiate these contracts. So this this is great. And I'm just I'm, I'm thrilled that he's there. And I'm happy to admit I was I was potentially wrong about all this. But I think the nervousness was justified. Potentially. I, potentially. I had, <laughs> I had literally not a single doubt about him showing up to camp. I just knew he's got all the leverage. He's got no real reason, I feel like, to not show up because he's going to get paid. But I believe not to transition the conversation. I believe, in all honesty, that Justin Jefferson is the flash he picked to watch out for. Is he going to show up to camp? But Daniil Hunter is arguably as important to the success of this football team as they currently stand as Justin Jefferson is. As crazy as it sounds, because at the end of the day, Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the league. No doubt in my mind, he's the best receiver in the league. But you did just drive Jordan Addison, and you do have TJ Hawkinson, and you do still have KJ Osmore. Those are three guys that can catch the ball pretty effectively. Obviously, Addison is a rookie. You don't know exactly what they expect, but I expect him to be a pretty good player coming out. 
at the edge rusher position, you have nobody. <laughs> there is nobody to get to the quarterback. And, I mean, just to list a couple of the quarterbacks that you'll see this year, I mean, from Herbert to Mahomes to um, who else? Justin Fields, who I think will have a pretty successful season this year. You know, Burrow, like you're seeing some guys this year. You're going to see some quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts. You're going to see some guys that can fling the football pretty well this year. So how do you guys feel about Daniil? Because that is what I am truly nervous about. If you can't get pressure on these quarterbacks, what Justin Jefferson does on the other side of the ball is not going to matter much. It's, it's Because you got to get some stops. You just you got to be able to get some stops. Yeah, no, uh, Daniil, <laughs> now, I think now that we know that we know the whereabouts of Justin Jefferson, we've seen him in, in, in the flesh. All eyes need to turn to the empty space that has the pedestal with the name Daniel Hunter on it because, like you said, he is just as important to this team as maybe Justin Jefferson is, but just on the defensive side of the ball. You don't have Zadarius Smith anymore. And granted, you didn't have Zadarius Smith for essentially the second half of the season last year, but I think that even just shows you how important Daniel Hunter is. Um, this is a guy you need to you need to have some pass rush. He's 28 years old. He's going to hold out until they give him some sort of guarantee whether it's we're going to sign you we're going to extend you here's your money or we're going to move on from you um you need to have somebody that is like you can maybe qualify as that elite presence on a brian flores defense b flow needs somebody he didn't come here just to work with a bag of jet puff marshmallows right he he (laughs) needs he needs some of those chiseled rocks that are going to actually break the the glass house. That is the opposition's uh, offense. So um, getting to the quarterback is just as big. And you listed off some of the names there that are just it's scary hours hearing. <laughs> I mean, imagine last year's Viking defense against this group, this crop of, of quarterbacks that they're going to face this year. Nightmare fuel nightmare fuel so yes. you need to, you need Daniel Hunter in or you need to do something to replace him. I don't know how easy of a job that is. I think at the end of the day, they're probably not. I'm not. I'm going to say cave just because I don't have a better word for it right now. But they're they're going they're going to give in to Daniel Hunter. He's going to, I think, win out at the end of the day to an extent, maybe not a landslide victory. But I think he has the leverage here. He's 28. So I. Mm-hmm. it's not like his best years are behind him. He's still got a decent amount of good years in front of him. Um, he. he the, the only thing is maybe the injury history, but now he has like a little bit of that sustained healthiness. Um, you know, he has had the troubles uh, a couple years ago and the year prior to that one. But I mean, his camp is going to say, hey, you need us more than we necessarily need you. Um, and I think the Vikings probably know that. So uh, getting him at maybe not at camp, I same with Justin. Jeff- like he I'm not saying he could walk in week one and probably play at a top tier level, but him missing a week or two at camp and getting the fines that he ultimately doesn't care about um, is not going to be a, like that's not going to set him back in his development and like ramping up to the season, go through, get the job done, take the time you need. Obviously don't, don't wait too long. Treat it like a, it, it, you just bought milk at the store. You know, <laughs> it's got an expiration date. That 2% is going to be fine for your cereal for, I don't know, a couple weeks, you could probably push it. You know, you go past the expiration date, like a day or two, because, you know, why I don't need to go to the store yet. I have enough still at a certain point, though, that milk is going to be just curdled and disgusting and reek. And if that stinks up the rest of the house, 
it's going to infect everybody's going to be smelling that that musk so you got to go ahead and get that stuff wrapped up getting taken care of and uh get daniel back uh back on the field playing for the vikings it's insane how a guy who I think I can't remember what age he was, but he set like the NFL sack record at a particular age. It's amazing how that guy, that player, somehow his agent and his team negotiated a contract where in the last year of it, he's only guaranteed like five or like four or five million dollars. It's a, it's absolutely insane because yes, he has this injury history, but I mean these edge rushers especially in their primes, they come at a premium. I mean, the contract that this guy took, and I don't know if he just like felt like he was like forced into a corner. So I don't really know like why he took this deal in the first place, but it was such a team-friendly deal that now we're kind of in this weird predicament where now his representation now is really trying to go above and beyond for their client because he really kind of got screwed over in his first contract. So that's kind of an extra like interesting layer in all of this potentially in like the negotiations and like Daniil deserves it too. And I think you guys are also correct. I mean, without Daniil, I mean, this defense is going to have to rely on some guys in ways that I don't think that, you know, the team is really expecting. It would have to really mean, I said this last week, it means Marcus Davenport really turns into darn near an all pro player. It would have to mean that your rookie class and your rookie class from last year, your sophomore class now would have to get a ton of playing time. I'm talking like Lewis Seen, Brian Asamoah, those guys really getting into the thick of things. And some of the guys that you got now, that would really be what it takes. And I don't know. I don't know what's out there potentially for a trade, guys. I really don't know. I've been like scrolling around through listicles and articles and stuff to get a like feel for, you know, just what, you know, teams could potentially offer. And the most I'm seeing is pretty much like second round picks. So far, any like potential trade scenario for Daniil Hunter, I have not seen a first rounder. And I know on Twitter and Facebook, we at Score North posted something a couple days ago about like, hey, if the Vikings could potentially get a first round pick for Daniil Hunter, would you take that? Um, would I be potentially interested in that? I, I think I would again, a first round pick, a first round pick. I would do it. You would do that. that Would you guys do that too? But if you do that though, you're, if you do that, you, you're pretty much in my opinion, kind of punting on the season because you won't have a pass rush unless, unless you go get the guy from the Colts who I'm going to struggle to pronounce his name. Uh, what Yan, Yannick 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 Ngakwe? Still a free agent. You, yep. you, don't, you don't like it? You don't like it, AJ? He, no, he already played he was for here, us. What two years ago? Yeah, he was here yeah, when uh, when Daniil got hurt the first time. We brought him in as like, like a contingency plan, and that was he's kind of <laughs> stat stuffer though. He, he kind of yeah, nine like, and a half sacks last year, and he's a good run stopper. But he is. Got a kind of a reputation for kind of maybe giving up on plays and really going at like really turning on when he has like a sack opportunity. So like there's like just, rumors that like he really only brings it on like blitzes and stuff like that. So yeah. like I, I mean, don't know I, if I'm I don't just, know if there might be an attitude issue there. I don't know. We'll see. I'm just and then we've been there, let, me, that. let me say this really quick, AJ. Yeah. I'm just speaking from the thought process of if somehow, some way mm-hmm. you can get a first round pick for Daniil Hunter. I, I don't. I think there's no way you pass on that because the first round pick is a first round pick. That's kind of yep. crazy to pass on. And even with Daniil Hunter, is this team going to win the Super Bowl this year? Yeah. <laughs> is this team going to win the division this year? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and so, like, you kind of are kind of 
hedging your bets on the future. And you could kind of see with the deals that were made this offseason, one-year deals, two-year deals, that, you know, Quasi and company is kind of looking to rebuild for the future, I would say, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So I would just say, you know, if you do let him go, hypothetically speaking, for that first-round pick, to get a guy like that to replace him, he's been here before, but... I think it will be kind of productive. I think it will be you would you would have some sort of pass rush in my in my eyes. That's just how I view it. And I think yeah. he's kind of cheap at this point cuz he's been on the market for a while. I'm I'm not saying that he is like I'm not closing the door completely on Ngakwe, but he is like 2000s Papa Roach. Mm. The last oh. resort. Okay. That's <laughs> Okay, what a pull. Wow. Thank you. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was not expecting that. Don't know why I know the exact year that song was released, but um, it's just like we we've been there, done that, and I feel like when the Vikings had him, he was better. You know, mm. like I um, and let's hypothetically you get a first rounder for him. What's stopping Quasi? And I know it's it's not like the season's right around the corner here, but what's stopping him from taking that and saying, you know what, merry go round. Just keep moving along. Let's say we shift that first rounder to somebody else who has um, a pass rusher that we could go out. Granted, I'll be a flat out honest. I don't have an op like an option for who they would go after um, <laughs> just because this idea just came to me. So I'd have to probably do a little bit of research, but um, you know, just cause just cause you trade somebody and acquire a, a pick doesn't mean that pick is cemented. You have to, uh, in grant, it, it comes down to what the Vikings want to do because maybe they want to take that eventual first rounder and they're like, okay, like you said, I we kind of punt on the defense on the season. Flores, you make it work because if you make this work, you're a head coach somewhere next season. <laughs> but, sure. um, and then they take that first round and then maybe they, they package their first round or that one to move up in the draft. And all of a sudden, oh, Kirk Cousins' predecessor, what's going on? Yeah, um, yeah, successor, not predecessor, but um. Yeah, no, it's um, it, it's it's a it's a weird position that they're in, because and I I'm gonna circle back to what I said. I think it ends up with them just caving in and giving in to what Daniil Hunter wants. But if you do decide let's move on, there ain't too many options. You know, you mm-hmm. you, you can you can go trying to sell Girl Scout cookies door to door, but if all the mm-hmm. houses are foreclosed on except for one, and that belongs to Yannick Ngakwe. You got to go try to sell cookies to that man. So go ahead, walk up his door and say, here you go, sir. Here's your Thin Mints. Come on over. So um, Football players eat a ton of Girl Scout cookies. You know those guys can just house peanut butter patties. I would have loved for them to make a a move for like Frank Clark when he was on the market too. Yeah. Who did he get traded to again? He signed with the Broncos. Oh, he signed with the Broncos. Okay. Which I I, I just – I. I don't know if they didn't expect Daniel Hunter to hold out. I'm just really confused as to what the plan is at that position or what the plan. I've just I've been confused since draft day as to what they plan on doing with that position. Like, I I don't know if they're just planning for the future. I have no idea. But it was weird again. And I know I've said this like three times already before on previous shows, but it was weird seeing them not address it in the draft. It's been even weirder not seeing them look to truly address it with some with some sure talent and free agency. And now this situation, you know, with with Daniil makes it it makes it that he like AJ said, now Daniil has all the leverage. You have no one else. So he has all the leverage. Like, honestly, like you can't afford to lose him on the defensive side of things. You just can't or you will be 
You lose the Neil Hunter, you do not win the division yeah. this year. And the thing about the Vikings, and you guys have said this several times too, and I have learned it from being in Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings don't want to just flat out rebuild. They don't want to just stink for a year. They want to be competitive every single year, know, you know, man. at the end of the day. And so that's where it gets kind of it gets kind of weird. Honestly, it gets it gets very weird. Can we go on a tangent on that? Oh, yeah. I think Please. that's so I think that's so unless you have something to add before I move on, Jason. Go ahead. No, no, oh, no. I mean, I, all I was going to say, I, I think we're all in agreement that unless you can get a first round pick for Daniil, we all want to see him stay in Minnesota, get a contract extension. Right. I mean, I could be persuaded by a second and more. OK, like, OK, you're that's telling fair. me. I, right. Would you rather have one first or two seconds? Depends on where the seconds are, but I know yeah, that's not it depends part of the on equation. The, like, I, I know that I know that's not part of this, but yeah, it. it uh, but like, I would, I would, honestly, I would like, lean towards. I would. I would lean depending on who I'm trading with. I would probably lean towards that first round pick, especially yeah. if I'm looking yeah. to move on from Kirk. Yeah. That's why. I, but you can get great talent in the second round too. Depending, yeah. you just gotta. Yeah. You just gotta hit. You just gotta hit yeah. on the right guy mm-hmm. at the position. Yeah, yeah. I, and I guess in my head, I'm like, what if a team has two seconds for this upcoming year, and all of a sudden right. you're trading your. 26th overall pick and a um, high second in a kind of high second and then you're m- moving up mm-hmm. into the top 15 picks and all of a sudden yeah i don't know that's i don't know yeah. i'm just it, yeah too I, much. I'm, I'm just morbidly curious how interested teams are i've heard reports that a mm-hmm. lot of teams are interested but like how interested you know yeah, what i mean right. anyway what's this tangent yeah about the the rebuild all right i don't know about you guys like it's fun as a in the fan perspective to be like competitive every year. But what I'm getting sick and tired of is this illusion of competitiveness, Mm. this illusion of you get to the playoffs and you're looking to make a deep run. And then Daniel Jones is the crushing blow to knock, you know, knock you on your butt and your season is over with. I'm so so sick. (laughs) I'm so what, what is wrong? What is wrong with just being the bottom barrel team for a year or two, a year or two. And then all of a sudden you're a powerhouse once again because you have the right front office and you can make it work. What is it? What's wrong with that? We <laughs> Vikings fan. When when was the team created? Nineteen sixty. Sixties, early sixties. Yeah. Let's say let's for the for the sake of even numbers, let's say sixty. Sure. Mm. All right. Sixty three years now, Vikings fans. Have had nothing to show for zero championships. What's wrong with wasting another year or two? Just be bad. If you, there's no reason. There's no reason to continue this facade of like, oh, we're kind of pretty good, but maybe not. I'm not sure. We just got to get hot at the right. No, I want to be good from week one and be good through the Super Bowl and just demolish everybody. I want to, if I'm going to lose, I want it to be against the best teams. I don't want to drop. To the, I don't want to have a scenario where Kirk Cousins has to lead the Vikings back 33 points down against the Colts. Sorry, that was loud. Hey, uh, me and artists no, were at that game. Though. Me yeah, and artists were present for that game, and we saw the greatest comeback in NFL history, sir. I'm glad we got down 33 nothing to the Colts. Nope, no, nope, I disagree. <laughs> there, as much as you guys are going to have fun telling your kids and your grandkids, I was there for that game. They shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. It is, is the Colts. You have the you have the broadcast teams openly mocking the opposition. 
You are a better football team. You're a better franchise. You shouldn't be in that position to begin with, but because they refuse to just be really, truly bad, we never are going to see that top-tier quarterbacking talent unless they have an insane slip in the draft or they make this unbelievable trade and actually hit on it for once. It's it, it's just so infuriating. Who cares? Just be bad. Like, you, you know what these competitive rebuilds are for? Madden franchises, video games, the 14-year-old who gets done with their algebra homework, going downstairs to their parents' basement and booting up their PlayStation 5. That's who's doing competitive rebuilds in the year 2037. Not the Minnesota Vikings, not an NFL franchise in 2023. It's okay. That that's what the structure's for. The salary cap and the draft and the, and everything. Like it's it, it's supposed to be this ebb and flow of you're bad and then you're good and then you're bad and then you're good and then you're bad. It's supposed to be this flow of water tied in and out, but they just refuse and they're like, we always want to be that tsunami. We are always the big wave. We are always the we are always the surfers' haven. Just be bad. Be the little shin high wave that comes crashing in and like wrecks a sandcastle. You don't need to terrorize a, a, a California beachfront home. It's just I be think, bad. I think there's there's new there's a new GM now and a new coach. So I think that my thought process on this, I think that they think a little differently now, and I think they may be more on the side of that now, but I think in the past, and I think even with the fans, like the expectation needs to be winning a Super Bowl. I think that I think that's the problem. I think the expectation for the Vikings every year is to make the playoffs. We want to make the playoffs every single year. But if the expectation is a Super Bowl, we legit want to shoot for a Super Bowl. Then anything less than a Super Bowl is going to make you say, okay, tear it all down. We don't care. I don't care that we were competitive. I don't care that we were in the NFC Championship game one year. I don't care that we were in the first round and we won 13 games or 12 games, however many games. I don't care. I want to win a Super Bowl. When you have that type of mindset, you are more inclined to say, forget it. It didn't work. I'm, we're going to start brand new. We're going to keep the most important pieces or piece, whatever the case may be. And we're going to tear everything else down until we find the right structure to win the Super Bowl. But, like, you talk to Minnesota Vikings fans. And I say fans because we can't talk to Quasey. We can't talk to KOC, us, the three of us. So you talk to Minnesota Vikings fans about it. And, oh, you're going to go back to having bad quarterback play and this, that, and the third. You're going you're gonna to reach on a quarterback and get rid of Kirk Cousins. We're not going to be good. Well, do you want to win the Super Bowl or do you not want to win? The, do you want to just continue to have heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak? Or do you want to say, we're reaching for a Super Bowl? I'd rather, I'd rather my team reach for the stars and don't get there then just stay mediocre because that's what it is. That's truthfully what it is. It's mediocrity. We went into the playoffs knowing that the Vikings were in trouble against the Giants, who got steamrolled the following week. We knew. We The three of us were like, oh. Here we go. I don't know. Mm. I mean, the Vikings are at home. They're the better team. They beat them earlier. Oh, Danny Dimes. Saquon. <laughs> <laughs> like, the Vikings are the all... sole reason Daniel Jones got that extension. Literally. So well, literally. And so but they're I think, a charity I think, case, is what they are. Seriously. And I, think, and I think, and I think if you if you raise the expectation, 
And it it also works for teams, too, that have won at least one Super Bowl within the last decade because you can sell it to your, your fan base. You can sell it to players like, look, we're going to suck this year or two, but I promise you we have the right structures. We have the right GM and coach to rebuild this thing. But it's, it is in a weird—they're in a weird spot when— you don't have that structure in place. This is a team that has never won a Super Bowl. So you can't really sell that until mm-hmm. it's actually done. So I, I could kind of see both sides. But at the same time, it's like you, if, if the goal is to win a Super Bowl, you you have to you have to take those strikes. Like teams that win Super Bowls, they are bold. They take bold chances. Like the two teams that were just in the Super Bowl, nobody, and I'm an Eagles fan, none of us wanted them to draft Jalen Hurts. Oh, my gosh. We were like, what the hell is Howie Roseman doing when he drafted you? We just re-signed Kirk, uh, I'm about to say Kirk Cousins. Carson Wentz to this long extension. What is this? Same thing with the Kansas City Chiefs when they drafted Kirk, uh, when they drafted um Mahomes. They already had Alex Smith. They already mm-hmm. had they already had a system in place where they were competing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right. Right. But like Alex Smith uh. was similar to Kirk. He was competitive. He kept them in the playoffs. He blew some playoff games. They were in the playoffs. They were, you know, they won a playoff game here. Like, same same spot. But the Chiefs said, no, we want to actually win the Super Bowl. We're going to take this chance on this Mahomes kid. And Mm -hmm. it turned out to be gold. So it's just the moment that that mindset changes to from we want to be competitive to we actually want to win the Super Bowl, then we'll see changes that fan the fan base will have to adjust to. But as long as they're happy with just – like you said, just being mediocre and just, okay, we're cool with a playoff win. We're cool with a 13-win season just to go home in the first round. And for the national media, everybody in the world to expect it. They were, weren't they the underdogs <laughs> against the Giants? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Come on, yeah. man. Like, that, 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 that tells you all you need to know. That tells you like, all you need to know. How many more hang the banner jokes do you want to make until you actually hang a physical banner? How many yeah. more you'll never sing that before you actually sing that? Yeah. Just, it's, I like, at a certain point, you have to just, and I'm not, and for the record, I'm not saying I, I yearn for them to be bad. I want them to be progressively bad, progressively bad in the sense where they're being bad for a purpose. And that purpose right. to, is to eventually be good. Like you're seeing in baseball, the Oakland athletics, their, their owners want them to be bad so they can be rewarded for whatever reason to go to uh, Las Vegas. I, that's not going to happen with, with the Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings. They're going to stay here. They have this brand new stadium. They're go- like, just let them be bad for a year or two. And then all, and I'm not, and granted, I'm not saying this year, not right now in this moment, but like when you recognize the windows closed and you, you got Quasi or whoever the GM is four or five years down the line. And they're like prying and they're like, just, oh, just stay open. I need a breeze. <laughs> no, let it close. Let it close. Yeah. Board it up. Let's move on. Let's go ahead and let's call. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to say no free ads. I'm not going to say any window places oh. here, but oh, oh, we uh, could use free ever. We could use them. No, I mean, they can reach out. To if us, anybody wants to <laughs> work with us for advertising though, give us a shout out. Seriously. We don't even have, we don't even have that pay. We're not even at that pay grade. We're not even the people to, to do that. Well, what do we got to do to get there, Nobody boys? Wants to advertise with us. Anyways. Well, um, not with that attitude. I'll go, <laughs> no, no, we'll get like a local. I, we need like a golf course or something. Know, Everybody's a got a golf mom course. And, yeah. Mom and pop ice cream shop. That's what Ooh, I Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Anyways, a great place in Stillwater. Anyway. anyway. 
Um, Jason, I kind of cut you off, but yeah, I no, just, you're like, fine. I'm so sick. I'm so, I'm just so sick. And this has been a too long of a tangent. Now. I'm just so sick <laughs> of this. Like we can't be bad because you know, it's, it's, it's harmful to the brand and all this stuff. You know what else is really harmful for the brand? Just never actually winning the big thing. It's been 63 years. Est- like about just, just be bad. So you think, so you can then be good. Um, and grant, and like, is it not right now? A couple years down the road, maybe. I think they got a chance this year to do something if they get their, their stones together. Anyways, Jason, your, your thoughts. No, we, we haven't lost 10 or more games in over 10 years now. The last time we lost 10 games in the NFL was back in 2013. We went five, 10 and one. And Actually, that was kind of right after um, the 2009 NFC Championship game run. And, you know, Brett Favre tried to come back in 2010. That kind of, you know, in, in a way forced the Vikings into a rebuild. And they, I mean, that was the last time they were truly, really bad. Six and 10 in 2010, three and 13 in 2011. It got to 10 and six in 2012, but then back to five, 10 and one in uh, 2013. Um, just to like encapsulate all this, I mean, I think to an extent, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs sets a kind of unfair precedent across the NFL because look what they did. They had Alex Smith, who still was a, a pretty dang good productive player. I think her cousins and him have gotten a lot of comps. And, you know, what was Patrick Mahomes drafted like 15th, 16th? He was in the teens somewhere. He wasn't like a top, top overall pick. That, that was safe for Mitch Trubisky. Um, thank you, Chicago Bears, for doing that. And I think... To an extent, like the NFL has become romanticized with being able to achieve that because that is literally just a perfect, the stars aligned thing that can happen for a franchise with what happened for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and everything. It was a perfect transition. And, you know, maybe Vikings fans are hoping for maybe that someday or something like that. I think also, um, and this doesn't really speak to this next, this current regime, uh, Quasi, KOC, I think time will tell about what. Uh, what they ultimately do with like the quarterback position, but Rick Spielman, man, I mean, his quarterback drafting just, it, it, it really did blow up in his face. I mean, Christian Ponder was a complete bust and then Teddy Bridgewater got uh, his knee got absolutely destroyed um, Two just horrible blows to any GM's morale. And so I think that kind of made Rick Spielman about gun shy about really just like, investing in uh, uh, you know youthful players at that position. I think that's what really prompted him uh, to go out and get a guy like Kirk Cousins. And I think now with Kirk Cousins here on the team, I think, you know, it's put, you know, KOC and Quazy maybe in a, you know, position that maybe isn't necessarily ideal for them. I mean, I think it still remains to be seen if like Kirk Cousins is, you know, their ideal quarterback. I'm still maybe in the camp that I think that he's maybe he, I know, he's probably he, he's not. not. I know. But until they literally <laughs> say and until he's off the team, I have to leave that possible hypothetical open. Sure. And so, yeah, I, I think the last 10 years and Rick Spielman was here for a long time. I mean, he was tenured for a long time than most, you know, general managers usually get. And, you know, he, he had a lot of success, too. And so now it's kind of left the fan base. I mean, we're already pretty very divided on Kirk Cousins now. Um, but it, but again, his presence, I mean, Ryan Clark said it best, guys. He is kind of Super Bowl purgatory, right? But now it's uh, unfortunately kind of like the story with Kirk being here. It actually does distract us from the actual conversation we should have about winning because Kirk Cousins, in a way, has kind of like split this fan base about whether we should keep him or whether we shouldn't keep him. And it, yeah, and, and I think ownership is part of this too. I think the Wilfs 
I think the Wolves are proud. I really do. I think they are. They, they really want their organization to shine. They got this brand new stadium. They got one of the best training facilities in all of the NFL. Um, even players across the league rave about how good uh, the TCL Performance Center is. Um, and and like they come from they come from New Jersey. They come from New York. They were big Giants fans growing up. They grew up, you know, uh, with you know the Lawrence Taylors and the Bill Parcells. And that organization has. You know, maybe not recently. Maybe they've gotten a little bit better now. But ever since like Eli Mannion left, I mean, the Giants were always kind of a team that never really bottomed out or anything, but was able to actually, you know, win a Super Bowl and win every now and then in between as well. And I know Judd's talked about that a lot. I know uh, Doogie's talked about that a lot, how a lot of the Wilfs inspiration comes from a lot of those those old Giants teams that they grew up on and stuff. And they want a lot of the Vikings organization to emulate that kind of success. And that means, you know, trying to win all the time, even when, you know, there's situations and times where you probably shouldn't. Now, I'm I'm in the camp. As long as Kirk Cousins on this roster, I, I say just win, <laughs> win as much as you possibly can because he's we're paying him all that money. Um we've moved some other things. I mean, we we've changed the cap situation a little bit. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook's not going to be around anymore. And so there is there is indications that maybe like 2023 could be like less of a, you know, less of an invested year maybe as compared to last year. Maybe 2024 might be a really good year to invest in like the win- winningness of this team. But yeah, the standard around here should be much higher. And Vikings fans have been beaten into a pulp. I mean, I, I don't know where we rank in terms of like heartbreak across, you know, North American sports. You can probably lump in like the Browns, the Lions, the Cubs for a while up until 2016. I mean, that was heartbreak city for several, several years. You know what I mean? Um, and so I, I yeah, we, we've been tortured See, a and part of it. What was that is a part of it is the fan bases. What I have noticed since I've been out here is the fan bases don't want to hold their best players accountable. Say something bad about Kirk cousins and you will get crucified in Minnesota. Say something bad about bad Not about, I, I think, I, well, I'll I think speak he's for myself. I have gotten case. crucified. Oh, okay. He, okay. He's like Benjamin Button in the sense where it's like it's 50-50. It's either people are gonna die for him or people that like yeah. just do not care about him. Like let's it's distracting us from the real and, and I believe and, and I personally believe that really good head coaches, really good GMs, and even true fans, they know when they see a guy at the position that they feel like they can win a Super Bowl with, they know. We yeah. know when you look at Burrow, you feel like you can win a Super Bowl with him. Obviously, Mahomes. When you look at Allen, a lot of us feel like, yeah, you can win a Super Bowl with him. When you look at Justin Herbert, potentially, you feel like you can win a Super Bowl with him. At least, you know, you you give it a couple years. Yeah. You you feel like at least within those first couple years, you feel like there's a good shot. Now, when you get to like eight, when you get to seven, eight, nine, then you kind of like, okay, maybe I was wrong if he doesn't do it by that time. But like. You you have that feeling, you have that confidence, that undeniable, as long as we have this guy, I feel like we have a shot feeling. And Vikings fans know they don't feel like that about Kirk. And it's the truth. It's the honest truth. And I know if they feel it, the organization feels it. And so that that's why it's just like they get people, he gets people. And this is not a shot at Kirk because he's a good quarterback. I mean, he's a good guy. But he's so good at just being good that it it masks what the potential of this football team could really be. Last year wasn't all his fault. We understand the defense was – it was like throwing us three out there in the secondary. We understand all that. But at the same time, it's like 
he left a lot of food on the table. He left a lot of food on the table in that in that playoff game, especially towards the end. And it's like that that wasn't the biggest sign that change needs to happen and that it's not happening anytime soon, meaning winning the Super Bowl, then I don't know whether what other sign there needs to be. So if there are Vikings fans that still feel like that and they're okay with just being good enough, I let me just say this. As an Eagles fan, I couldn't do it. That's all I'll say. No, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> I, I could I yeah. would rather be and it's hard to say because I don't like my team being terrible either. Those are really hard years to go through. But, like, when you see the trajectory of where your team is headed by adding pieces and by taking chances, you take pride as a fan in saying, okay, my team is going for it. They're obviously going for it. There's a there's a method to the madness. We're not just signing these guys to one, two-year deals that are, you know, decent at the position and looking to float for the next couple years. And I would even say, like, the Eagles don't bottom out very often either. I think you guys have always been a pretty proud-about-winning organization. We've had our moments, You have very accountable fans in terms of winning because they will start throwing full cans of beer at your uh, front (laughs) office if you don't actually put together playoff But you got to be, like, I applaud, not to make this about the Eagles, but I applaud (laughs) Howie Roseman for just being a guy that is willing to take those. I I was upset at him drafting Rager, but, like, for the the fit for the team, you could kind of see what he was looking to go for. Mm -hmm. I was upset when he drafted Jalen Hurts, probably for a day, because I was like, we do need a good backup. Kirk or Carson Wentz can't stay healthy, so we do need a good Mm -hmm. backup was my thought process. But – a lot of us were kind of like, yo, what the heck is this? We don't need another quarterback. But then mm-hmm. when you see the plan come to fruition, I don't even know if that was fully his plan for it to happen the way it's happened. But when you see it coming to pass, it's like, okay, that's why. And then we did suck that year. We was terrible that year with Car- with Carson Wentz. You kind of see it, you know, unfolding. And so, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I Again, this tangent went on longer than it should have. No. But, yeah, I mean, it's the truth, though. Like, it's just you, no, kind, of, it's, you kind of expect it from the Vikings no, it is at this point. Like, crazy just to think about just how much I applaud the cousins. Timberwolves. Sorry for cutting you off. One, oh, one last thing. Yeah. I applaud the Timberwolves for taking a chance. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't. It was weird. But yeah. I applaud them for taking a chance at trying to get Rudy Gobert because it showed that they're trying to go for it. Yeah. And even well, and like even them signing Kirk Cousins a few years ago, I I was all in on that move. You know, I thought that the Case Keenum thing was kind of lightning in a barrel or in a bottle, and I didn't really think it was sustainable. I mean, it turned out not to be. He got that chance with Denver, really didn't make much of it. He's been a backup quarterback ever since, and so like it's I I feel like that's completely justified in just what your expectations for a franchise are. And unfortunately, Kirk Cousins has. Just it'll be so interesting retrospectively once he's actually gone, once he's like five, 10 years down the road, once the Vikings, you know, get worse, get better, find their new quarterback, whoever that's going to be. It'll be so interesting just what Kirk Cousins, the opinion of him will be on, because right now it, it is so obvious it is one side and the other and it clashes all the time on Twitter. And eventually Vikings fans, you know, are going to. Get get back together, right? Eventually, we're we're gonna sing "Kumbaya" and come together. And I mean, Kirk, I don't know. know, I don't know, <laughs> and I don't know if Kirk could possibly even be that guy to bring them together. I don't. It, it probably not. Probably not. But it's just there's never been. I don't. I honestly don't think there'll ever be a more divisive Viking player in our in our lifetimes than Kirk Cousins. Do you guys want to move on? Yes. I, I, I have I have one thing that I want to play a little game a small little okay. game. this is a little on the spot but I think you guys are going to be up for the challenge here right. it's a game of what does it mean 
What does it mean for the Minnesota Timberwolves that they lost to the NBA champion Larry O'Brien winning oh. Denver Nuggets and arguably gave them their best series throughout the playoffs? Arguably. What does it mean? Uh, uh, Kyle Tige put it best on Twitter. I think the Timberwolves deserve at least a, a quarter of the championship banner that the Nuggets will be hanging up in Ball Arena. I think they should FedEx that over to Target Center uh, once they hang that, once the n- next regular season starts, because obviously the Nuggets couldn't have done this without Tim Conley. I mean, that is just apparent. I mean, there's no debating that whatsoever. And so I'm going to chalk this up to the moralist of moral victories and be very optimistic about the future of my Timberwolves. Uh, artist response, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, it the, doesn't mean the, jack squat. I, I, I. It, it means nothing. If, if again, <laughs> if your expectation is to win the championship, it means nothing because there's no guarantee. Hypothetically speaking, right? Say I they somehow, team. some way beat the Denver Nuggets, right? Hypothetically. There's, hypothetically. <laughs> you know, you'd like to think that they get all the way to the finals, but there's still no guarantees. Matchups are everything in the NBA and even in the NFL and sports in general. Matchups are everything. Who knows how they would have, you know, fared against the Phoenix Suns? Who knows how they would have fared against the Los Angeles Lakers, who they lost the playing game to? Who who knows? So it's like to 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 have a sense of like – I mean, I understand the whole small market thing, and it's great to see another small market team win a championship, and that could be us type of mindset. But at the same time, it's like, no, that that to me, if I'm a, a true fan of the, of the Wolves, it doesn't make me feel any different. We we lost, we we lost. They they ended up running through the the playoffs and beating everybody, but you losing to that team in the first round, and it only going five games. You still don't quite know how far off you are from being at the top of the NBA. You just don't because you lost in the first round and you barely made it, in my opinion. So I think it, it means nothing. Does it add or take away or just leave the same? The argument of run it back, run it back because you're you're three wins away from potentially going on that long run. I, Ooh, um, yeah. I know, I know we've seen the cat rumors swirling and he put out the most, like, I'm going to say oh a God. sentence that has absolutely no meaning. I know, I know where you're going with the too. world. Just an oh insane sentence. I'm going to find it here while I try to stall, but, um, anybody want to give their ticket? Oh, sorry. I got it here. Yeah. I, oh no. Sorry. He, he said two outlandish things. Yeah. Outlandish one. <laughs> this one made me laugh aloud. Like literally like sometimes you text LOL and you're like, Hmm. Okay. Uh, this one actually made me laugh. When my time is up and I retire, there will be people say that I <laughs> there will be people saying that I changed the game. Carl Anthony Towns on the Pat Bev pod. It, surely he's not talking about basketball as the game there. He must be talking about what he's gonna do in the future. That's, that must be, yeah. It must be the rest of like his career in the NBA. Maybe he's gonna win. Maybe he's gonna get really into Minecraft or I, something. Yeah, bro. I don't know. Tetris. I don't to, know. Bro. to answer to answer the question, AJ, um, and I forgot exactly how it was phrased, but basically run it back or not. Also, really quick, he on his uh rumors that he potentially could be traded, also on the Pat Bev pod, uh his response. The rumors are as true or as false as Minnesota makes them to be. What does what? that mean? What, what does that mean? It, it, the rumors are as true or as false as Minnesota makes them to be. 
Minnesota, the, the team, Minnesota, the population, us talking about it right now. <laughs> the taxi squad. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, up to us, guys. We're, we're creating the narrative about? here. Maybe he's maybe he's trying to say if we if Minnesota, maybe the fans and the organization makes a story out of it, then he'll be offended and then he'll want to be traded. Or if we just gloss over it, then it won't be a thing. Maybe, maybe. I mean, it but it, it ain't getting glossed sure. over around here, guys. I nah. mean, I know Kyle and Phil have been talking about cat trades a ton the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Phil has been, I feel like Phil's been done with with cat for a while. I, oh, yeah. To answer the question <laughs> about, run, about yeah, running it back. Mm-hmm. I just. I, it's I know happen. I said this, gonna but do like, it. I know I keep saying this, but it is important to say one last time. If the goal is to win a championship, <laughs> what <laughs> the team that you presently have is not good enough to do so. Like, what? It, it, it is just not. Now, you make this trade for Rudy Gobert, and it kind of puts you in a weird position financially. But at the same time, like, and I and I I applaud the boldness in trying to make that kind of move, and I could kind of see the hesitation now because you made such a big bold move. You don't want to make another big bold move and mess everything up. But to be honest, it's already messed up because you're not good enough to win a championship or even advance. You're not even the whole idea that they lost to the Nuggets and the Nuggets ended up being the champion. I said this before and I'll say it again. There is a reason why you matched up with the team that ultimately won the championship in the first round. There's a reason for that. You could have matched up with Memphis if you won a playing game. You could have matched up with Golden State if you would have won more games in the regular season. You could have matched up with the Suns if you would have won more games. Like, you could have made your path easier with the presently constructed team if you, A, stayed healthy first and foremost, but but B, just played better basketball and was better coached. At the end of the day, yes, I'm going to throw the coaching shot out there again. Yes, at the end of the day, you could have been better. At the end of the day, though, you weren't. And it's not the same coach, the same players. I promise you, it will not be better. It, it, it won't. You will. You will at best go from eight to six, and you will still have a tough matchup in the first round. So, what I would do is get rid of thy head coach. You won't get off the train, y'all. <laughs> I, you won't I, get I off the train. Go the head coach it's going through the station, Here and yet again. Cat, I'm sorry. I'm going to make it true. I'm going to make it as real as it should be. I'm exploring trade options for Carl Anthony Towns. That is what I'm – because it seems just not good enough to accomplish the ultimate goal right now. That That's, that's my stance. That's Look, my stance. I, I got my quarter championship banner already, guys. I'm good. Run it back. It's fine. I'm satisfied. Kick our feet up. Let's see what this team can do with a full healthy <laughs> season of up. cat and go bear mucking things up in the post. I want to see it. Mike Conley full season. No, I kid. I kid. Or do I? Or do I? I don't know. So you want to run it back? No, I don't want to run it back. <laughs> no, if, no. If we can trade cat. Let- Let's trade. I'm just being silly. Let's trade. Uh, but 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 yeah. speaking let's, of banners, let though, let him cook. Let Connolly cook. <laughs> Jimmy Ball, banners, let's though. Go fire up the trade machine. <laughs> Seriously, dust off the old laptop and get the work, champ. Man. No, if if the price is right for Cat, trade him. These comments again. I kind of wish Manny Hill were on the podcast again because I know Manny would have lots to say about those Cat comments right now, and he would just just. Oh my God! It would let's be so much out, fun. Let's reach out to Manny. Let's try to. We gotta get Manny. We gotta get Manny on, yes. on here again. Yes. Again. Oh, so uh, yeah. If if the price is right, I, I'm already over the attitude. I don't. I still. I still. He's still a really good player. I'm not going to deny that. But it's just. 
and he may have something to offer, but not with a guy like Gobert, unless you can move on from Gobert. No, the comments like this, just, dude, the only person that's going to be thinking about you in that capacity after your career is done is you. <laughs> that, that That's literally it. Like, no, like, yes, you're maybe the best shooting bit, like seven footer of all time. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe Jokic might have something to say about it when it's all said and done, but he might, he's just really good at a lot of things anyway. But this is just, this is just so lame but so predictable at the same time this dude just says this stuff and it just gives his hand <laughs> about just like kind of just that's that's kind of just the way he is and you know what you know what i'm sure he's probably felt pretty insecure since ant started like really showing out this season when ant when ant changed the conversation about him truly being the main centerpiece of this team when there's reports that like tim conley wants everything centered around ant moving forward i mean we tweeted out about that kind of stuff that got picked up you got to imagine cat who you know sure i don't know him i imagine is a fairly insecure guy is probably in the back just going like dang Spotlight's not on me anymore. I don't know. I don't know. But <sighs> quarter banner, I'm good. Uh, speaking of banners, though, really quick, uh, shout out to Sylvia Fowles, who got her number 34 uh, raised to the rafters at Target Center, a WNBA and Minnesota Lynx legend. Uh, she won a couple championships here. She is, she actually knows, you know, how to win basketball around here. Her, Maya Moore, Simone Augustus, uh, Lindsey Whalen, all the legends, Lynx legends were in town for that. So that was really cool. That is a banner that deserves to be absolutely raised. So that was pretty neat. Most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, all right. Quick, quick, one last quick thought before you wrap up. I think Jokic might be my favorite player in the NBA now. <laughs> I, I have fallen in love with this guy with like press clippings and stuff that I've seen. He doesn't, I, he does not care. He does I just not want to go home. He must nothing. go home and just race his horses in Serbia. It is fantastic that he <laughs> wins the parade Thursday. Oh no, I have to go home. <laughs> I'm going on Friday. Okay. How right, crazy man. was it that like a childhood photo of his has resurfaced and it's like him as like an eight or eight or nine year old wearing a nugget sweatshirt? Absolutely in his home country of Serbia. Absolutely crazy. It's Mr. just Casey one of those weird life synchronicities. Jokic is already one of the greatest bigs probably to ever play the game. Already. And he does not care. Oh, not at I all. love it so much. Some reporter was like, Do you know you're the first person to ever put up that stat line? Uh no, you're one of the you're the fourth player to ever put up that stat line in a NBA finals clinching game. And he's like 20, 23, 10, and four. Like, who who cares? Just like, that ain't right. good. Like, that's, that's it. I think he was shocked. Like, nobody's done that. Yeah, really? he's like, oh, I'm only okay, the fourth person. But the other four were like MJ, uh, like Kobe, and it's like, you know, other very notable figures. He's like, I guess that's like, that's cool that it's with them, but that's that, like, I that's not a good night. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, he's so funny. He's going from getting himself. drafted during a Taco Bell commercial to mm. being the best player in the league, winning a championship, and just just simply not caring, admitting like I don't I don't love basketball. Like I'd like it. I'm good at I I I'm accidentally bred to be a perfect basketball player. Yep. I'd rather crochet sitting next to my horses in a barn. Yeah. Like I way. he's he's amazing. But that's my final thoughts for the night. 
Right. Any final thoughts from you, Jason? No, I pretty much said my piece. We got to get out of here anyway. Okay. Well, thank you all for tuning in to this episode. This was a, this was a fun episode. It always uh, is. It was. It was. Yeah. It always is. It always. Is. But uh, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Taxi Squad. Make sure you give us a five star rating on whichever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. For now, the gang is signing off. Artist Woods, AJ Fredrickson, and Jason Stormer. We will see you on the next episode of the Taxi Squad.